welcome to another NY Jets Fans Podcast with hosts Davin Sharman and Chris. Please make sure to follow us on Twitter at Jets Fans Podcast, Instagram at NY Jets Fans Podcast as we go into another week of football. Uh, there's still some free agents out there. So let's talk about them. We got Cam Newton. We got Jameis Winston. We still got Clowney. And we have a couple of more options available. So uh, I'm going to go with you, Chris, first. Um, which, which options are best for teams and which, which player in free agency would go? Well, I, I think the simple one would have to be Cam Newton and the Chargers. And I'm still like, every day, I, I think I think about this all the time because I'm like, why hasn't the Chargers <laughs> tried to sign this? Maybe they have, but why haven't they signed him? Because of any team in the league, they are the one team that needs a spark, something for their fan base because they have little fan base that they have and they're moving into a brand new stadium. So wouldn't you want a guy who is a former number one overall pick, former MVP, former Super Bowl quarterback? This guy, I mean, all right, he was hurt last year, but Jesus, the guy's a really good quarterback, you know? Do people forget that? I mean, this is insane how this guy is still available and the Chargers are going to go into the season with Tyrod Taylor as their starting quarterback. I mean, come on, man. This is you're trying to you're trying to get people to buy season tickets. How are you putting Tyrod Taylor's face on a billboard to want you know to say, hey, you know, get excited for this season? No, I'm not getting excited with Tyrod Taylor. I like the guy, but you know, he's he's like another Fitzpatrick. Is Fitzpatrick gonna sell tickets? No, he's not. He's gonna be a journeyman, backup quarterback could start, has had some success starting, but you're not going to the playoffs or going to a Super Bowl with that guy. Cam Newton, man, he could energize that whole franchise just by one quick signing here. and You know, he could sell tickets just on his own. I mean, that guy's he's electric in every way. He shows up to practice. He's, you know, dressed in a certain way, and, you know, he's flashy and all that. Dude, that's the guy. I, I'm still amazed that the Chargers have not signed him by now. I thought for sure – he would have been signed by now. So that's a, a no doubt. Winston, I have no idea where he could huh. go. I'll, I'll be honest. I don't know if you guys have an idea, but I have no idea where that guy could go at this point. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> James Winston is the – I don't know. I mean, he didn't only have – over 30 touchdowns, um, <laughs> touchdowns and 30 interceptions. I think he had how many more turnovers? I don't know if it was six more or something like that. I think in all, I think he had almost 40 turnovers. I, I mean, remember. we've had some really bad quarterbacks in the NFL. Have you ever seen a quarterback have that many turnovers? I don't. I don't ever remember that. I don't remember. You I'm know. sure it's not the most, but it's probably <laughs> up there, right? Yeah. Right. Really? I. I mean, I've seen quarterbacks. I know Eli came close to 30 uh, interceptions a couple times, and I think he did have over 30 turnovers a couple times. But yeah, it's it's just baffling to me that he. Uh, became like he took such a huge step back and it kind of tells a story why he's still a free agent. I don't know if teams want to mess with that. 
you know, even as a backup, you want some sort of stability. You know, even some of those career backup players, they, what they will do is they'll give you 14 touchdowns and they'll give you about 14 interceptions. Or they'll give you 12 touchdowns and 14 interceptions, something like that, you know, where they will kill you, but they don't, they're not going to, like, stab you to death. You understand what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm. this guy seemed like he like, that like, he'll rip you apart. Like, like, he will, like, from the inside out, you know. And, and and that's the problem. That's his problem. Um, Cam Newton, man, Chris, I, I'm telling you, bro. I don't think I could come up with an explanation on why he's still out there, other than the fact that with all this COVID nineteen thing going on, that nobody could actually have a real physical with him, and they don't know where he stands that way. Um, that would yes. be the only reason why I would say that he's still out there. It's the same and, for um, Yeah, well, that too. Yeah, Clowney too. You're right. Clowney falls under that category to me too. You know, uh, when you when you speak about a guy that is, um, you know, that uh, that has injury issues and but he could be an impact player and he hasn't been moved. I think I think that definitely has something to do with. The fact that there's people can't really take no physicals right now. So, oh yeah, man, I, I think that's a bigger the bigger reason. But at least with Clowney, you know what? And plus he's at you know he was asking for a lot more than you know teams are willing to go for him. So I think that had something to do with that too. That too, well. you're right. Yeah, but still, in the end, I mean, it's amazing how great talent these guys are, and they're still not signed yet. But like you said, the COVID nineteen and not being able to get these guys in for physicals definitely has something to do with it. Just a little, oh, just a little, real quick, you were talking about interceptions. Jameis Winston drew 30 last year, and that is the eighth most ever in a season. The most ever was by George Blanda in 1962. He threw 42 interceptions. Uh, holy. Vinny Testaverde is second with 35 in 1988. Yeah, I I was just about to say, yeah, I don't remember. That was that was eighty-eight. <laughs> all these other names, uh Frank Trapuca had thirty-four in nineteen sixty, John Hadel had thirty-two in nineteen sixty-eight, Franz Harkinton had thirty-two in seventy-eight, mm-hmm. Sid Luckman thirty-one in forty-seven. And oh Richard Todd, there you go. There's somebody we know. Yeah. Richard, Richard Todd had thirty also <laughs> in nineteen eighty. So, so so we have two jets. On that list? In the 30 or more, yeah. Joe Namath. Oh, Joe Namath threw 28 twice. Great, so. great Joe. Yep. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. We can't catch so a break. <laughs> so uh, we, don't, we don't ever get a break. <laughs> nope. Jets here. We're Jets fans. We don't ever get a goddamn break. But I think all in all in general, I think all in all in general, um, I'm going to say for one, like when you have uh, like – I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say Peters and other guys. They it's an age thing, you know. They thirty, they third, they over thirty, thirty two, thirty three, thirty four. You got a couple of players that's either older than that, or they, or it's kind of they want to play cautious and make sure the market is down, or just like I, you know, what I agree with Sharman with it's an in, it's injury, especially with Clowney. Clowney, I hope that's why Clowney. 
asking for too much money. You can't you can't expect to get something that you that you really haven't really played for it. Right. Like, like 8.5 sacks, that's that's good, but in, in other people's eyes, they say, well, I, I know people that can do that. Like, it's nothing. Jordan Jenkins did it. <laughs> and and this guy did it. You know, like, I, average average uh, players did that in the whole season. But we want to see you do more than that and play and actually play a whole season and not six games or five games, whatever, whatever this, the circumstances is. You know, and and with Cam Newton, Cam Newton coming back from a serious injury, and and maybe they want his market to go down too, not just the injuries, but also his market to go down. Who knows what he's asking for? And you you got some other names too. You got Flacco who's still out there. Not that he's great, but you got Flacco. You got Everson Griffin. He's an interesting name too. Yeah, so yeah he's Prince. a very interesting name. You know what I? You know I forgot about him. Yeah. I, um. They gotta, they gotta uh, explain why. Um, I mean, not explain, but I mean, some, some. I, I don't understand mm-hmm. that one. Yeah, there's a reason behind that one. I don't know what it is, but there gotta be a reason behind that one. Yeah, I feel like it's just more. It's gotta be more reasons. But I feel like these guys will get signed maybe after the draft if it don't work out because the draft is two weeks away. Uh, if I'm right. If the draft is two weeks away, then they, <laughs> then my thing is they're gonna have to just wait. <laughs> and that's just it. So we'll, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, and speaking of injuries, let's talk about Tua, uh, Sharman. Uh, from, from uh, for what they said from an NFL executive, we don't from we we gonna say blank. Mister Blank said. <laughs> Mister Blank said. Be careful because. Because there is a Mr. Blank in the NFL, and he owns oh, the Falcons. So, that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but not that Mr. Blank. We go, we go say point. We go say Mr. Mr. A, uh, Exhibit A. Mr. Exhibit A said that basically Tua has two injuries and uh, more. Like basically, his injury is more serious than what it is, and it's a significant gamble. So, could you explain that for us, to us, and what that means for Tua? Uh, I mean, any issue that would hinder him going full on in a, any kind of practice capacity and even in game capacity would basically take his uh, stock and like uh, sink it down to whatever depth you could think of. Um, I think teams were already secretly uh, worried about his um, about his physicality number one and his injury history uh you tie that with he's just coming off of a major uh uh, surgery for hip for his hip i think uh you add that to his knee i think he had an ankle injury and i think this one they're talking about some kind of wrist injury uh any any of that any any anything that has anything to do with injury would plump his stock would plummet like a like an anchor, he he he. Um, nobody I um argues that he is uh solidly above average throw of the football, very accurate, uh, a good leader. But if you can't be available, uh, doesn't matter. All that doesn't matter. And unfortunately for the young man, uh, or fortunately because he might fall all the way down to whatever round he falls to. 
and some team will take a fly on him and then he nurse him back to health and they'll have a hell of a quarterback on their hands. But I don't think teams would be uh, taking him anywhere near the top 10. If, if, that, if this Exhibit A uh, report is true. That's, it's possible. I, I still think if the Dolphins, you know, because they're, they're pretty desperate for a quarterback and they supposedly were, you know, we've been hearing they're in love with Tua for how long. Um, unless the team figures out, like, ah, oh, that'll be all right. Well, you know, we need this guy and he'll be fine. They might take a chance, but I think with this, especially so close to the draft, you know what? Maybe he's not going to get picked that high. I thought, I thought when the injury, when the hip injury first happened, if you remember, I said this is his draft stock is going to drop because that's a big gamble. But now it's like the other injuries that are really hurting his, um, his stock more than anything else. But, um, you know, it'd be interesting where he falls because he's probably going to go in the first round. I just, I, I mean, maybe the Dolphins will pick him with one of their lower first round picks instead of that top five pick, whatever they got, you know? It's going to be interesting, though. I feel like he's still going number five, but I feel like they'll have to let him sit out, sit out for that year since uh, they got Fitzpatrick, and you know, let him let him heal up, and, and you know, and, and use him as a product, like a protege, you know, and, and don't rush and don't rush him, don't rush bringing yeah. him out. They still got I mean, Josh Rosen. Oh, that's yeah, that's a definite. <laughs> <laughs> so just don't don't rush him at this time. Don't rush him and see what happens from and see what happens from there. I still see him it, going at number five though. I, I, is the, isn't Miami the kind of front office that is willing to stash away draft capital like that, you know, and, 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 and pray that it'll be fine and okay for the next year or two for him to sit down and it'll be fine because they had draft capital given away for Josh Rosen. And we don't know what in the hell it is because we haven't seen it on the field enough to kind of uh, evaluate to see what he is. Um, so I don't know, man. I mean, I, I, I um, th- this is a to be, co- uh, this is a to be continued kind of thing for me. But um, here's the thing. If, if there's a team out there that's, that has the capability of taking a chance on, on tour, it would be the Dolphins because they do have three first round picks, right? Right. So if they take the chance early with them, yeah, you're not going to get that top five impact player, but you still got two first round picks coming a little bit down the road, you know, in a little bit lower in the, the, the first round, I should say. So what you could st- like what you guys are saying, they could stash him in, you know, as the third quarterback for a year, just let him heal up as much as possible, learn the offense, learn everything. And then year two, I'm not saying that they, I'm not saying that they, could they sh- they can't do it? I'm saying that that's a considerable risk. Oh, you know? yeah, huge. It, 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 you know, it's like it's because you already whatever percentage it is. If you're picking in the first round, even if you have three picks, the percentage of you actually hitting one out of the park is 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 the is is already low. You're gonna stash one away and then go fifty fifty on the other two. Where you most likely could get, like, end up getting away with like a slightly above average player and a slightly below average player. 
so-so. Like, we've watched teams pick multiple, have multiple picks in the first round and come away with, like, one player that was a, that was a, that was a, a, a high-end player, yeah. you know. So you you got to as many chances you get at your first round picks, you got to take them, you know. Right. And and sashing it is a considerable risk. So I'm not I'm not <laughs> saying that that it can't be done. I'm just saying that uh, uh, are the Miami Dolphins a team that has the balls, you know? Oh shit! I mean, they have two <laughs> they have two other options. The the first option, which is not we know it's not going to happen, is trade up to get Joe Burrow which is not going to happen. Cincinnati is not stupid enough to trade that pick. And the second option is to go, go with a different option at quarterback if they don't, if they, if they really concerned about his injuries or go with, uh, what's is, his name, Justin Herbert, which, is, which, yeah. is, which will grind your gears, Charmin, if they would do it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, Listen, you, but that's the only I, options. <laughs> see, my, my, thing, my thing is, and, and when, I, when I say I don't particularly like a prospect, that doesn't mean I don't think that he could pan out. All I'm saying is that the same way you think it's a considerable, I think it's a considerable risk to stash two away and, and have the, I'm saying that it's a considerable risk taking Herbert because of the fact that I think, um, I don't know if he'll ever pan out, you know, and if he'll ever become the kind of quarterback they will need him to be. Now, if you if you're coming into the situation thinking that you're gonna build, create a system where you're gonna uh, maximize his best tools, then fine with me. But if you're gonna take him and say that he's gonna be, you're gonna put him on top of the pedestal and have him be the leader of the Miami Dolphins for the next ten years, uh, I think you're gonna fail. I, I think that would be ridiculous. But if they have a plan, yeah, any team. To me, if, if you take Herbert and you have a plan for him, uh, fine, you know. My issue is don't take him and think that like every, like, like let's say a Joe Burrow, and even, you know, you, you would take, you would be like, okay, this is going to be my starting quarterback for the next 10 years, you know. That, that's, that's, that's my issue with, with Herbert. I, I understand. I understand I, 100%. Personally, I think any team that takes – Tua is going to sit him for the year anyway, whether it's oh, yeah, Miami, yeah, well, oh, you I'm know, not Chargers. No. Yeah, I think any True. team has to sit him that one year. So I, I think that's a no. That's a no brainer. Exactly. I mean, we're going to definitely see. we two weeks away, and we appreciate y'all listening to our mock draft because we will have another one probably in the next week or two before the mock, before, basically before the draft. So uh, be on the lookout for that. But since we're talking about the draft, let's talk about this argument and the wide receivers uh, between Ruggs, Judy, and C.D. Lamb. Who, who in, in, your, in, in your opinion, who, who's one, two, and three in this draft? <laughs> Charming, you'll be you'll be a little more, I think, better on this one. And and being able to stack these guys are probably going to be the, the the that's the hard thing. And it's it's I think it's what kind of uh, sauce you have brewing, basically. You know, if you if I think Judy fits what we do here in uh, New York for the Jets. I think what uh, Gates does, I think he fits that more than anything else. I think his route running skills just mirrors kind of 
what uh, we have at a slot receiver in uh, uh, what's the slot receiver's name for some reason? Uh, Crowder. So, yeah, of what Crowder does. You know, you could watch any kind of breakdown. You know, go out, uh, check uh, Jet X Factor on Twitter, and these guys do great breakdowns. You could they have film where you could watch and see Crowder has a myriad of releases. He he would he could take you inside to go outside. He could take you outside to go inside. He'll double fake you. He'll double swipe you. He'll he whatever he he can do it. And that's Judy. Judy is the same way, but he's a bigger guy. Um, he could really sink his hips. So you know you never really know where he's going. You know he'll stop on a dime and cut left or cut right. You know, and he's strong enough to get his your your hands off of him. Um, even if he's not the, a big body type and he's faster than people give him credit. I think the fact that they think people are kind of saying that he's not that fast is ridiculous. Any wide receiver that runs anywhere close to uh four four anything is pretty fast. Um CD Lamb also sneaky fast, uh more of a physical type guy. You know, so if you were looking for that kind of wide receiver that could, you know give you the yards after catch, you know, um, physicality, but could still burn you, um, you would go with him. And if you, and if you want just a pure burner and don't, 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 please don't get me wrong. Henry Ruggs is just not a burner. He ran a put, he ran a lot of different routes in college and he, he is more of a finished product as a wide receiver than a lot of people give him credit. So um, <clears throat> I think it depends on the kind of sauce you're brewing, man. Um, in my mind, I think all of all these guys have, have their, you know, have well, their, their weaknesses and their strengths. I think I think for this uh, purpose, just to to stack them, just especially when you're talking about the Jets, I think um, Judy is what fits us more. Um, if I would go second, I would go Lamb second for what fits us more and then Rugs. So what you feeling, Chris? What, who's, who's your number one option? Your second I, or third option? I'd probably go with C.D. Lamb as the first and then I'd go with uh, Judy and then I'd go with Rugs. But, you know, like, like Sean was saying, it really depends on the system and all that. Um, CD Lamb, uh, I I don't know. I, I think I would pick him first. Like, I'm trying to assume, like, let's say at the 11th pick, all four of those top tackles are done, and you don't get a good trade package to trade down. You know, you're going to go wide receiver, I would assume, right? Uh, right. Yeah. I think the total package, I think, is CD Lamb. So I'd go with him. So, so – so what I was about to ask, because now, now, now my mind done going blank. I'm sorry, but I, I probably would go with with Judy and and you, Lamb you caught, and you caught, you caught the shaman. Yeah, I caught I caught a real I caught a real you for a second. <laughs> but it's but it's all good. But I just feel as uh, the system that Gaze plays in, it just seems like would you be mad if they if they would if they would have chose Judy or Lamb in this situation? No, I wouldn't be. I mean, we need a good reason. They're all so. Uh, 
here, so but I would take either one easily. Yeah, really, really. I think you just made the great point there, man. I think you're. I think this is at this point you're just nit nitpicking. I I and I want to make one more point about wide receivers in the NFL. Um, <clears throat> I I mean recently there's been a little bit more of a percentage of wide receivers that pan out after coming out of college, and I think it's because of the amount of balls being thrown their way in the in college it's unprecedented the amount of uh, times they get to run routes and throw balls uh and balls being thrown to them uh how many targets they get so you get a little bit more of a finished product uh nowadays than you used to so but it's still converting uh wide receiver college wide receiver into a into a pro is still a it's still a tough thing, man. The percentage of the, of uh, wide receivers panning out is still a low a low number. So, um, not that I think any of the three guys we just mentioned are not gonna pan out. Um, I, I I'm just saying that it's one of the, those things where it really matters where they end up. Um, it doesn't just matter what they can do. Is who's gonna be able to keep teaching them that pro game, keep trying to get the, keep them on that path to greatness uh, with the scheme, um, and target them and and have them go through their growing pains and be patient with them. Who are the teams that are gonna be able to do that? If the if a team takes drugs and and just feed him, nurture him, teach him. You know, grow him into the wide receiver. You know, he could be. He will be a monster wide receiver. Um, the same thing. Same goes to all three of those guys. Uh, the other two too. So, um, I think it matters that where these guys, all these guys end up. I think it matters where all prospects end up. But in particular, skill positions, uh, it's very important that they land in a situation where people, where teams are very uh, patient with them. You know, let them learn the pro game. Uh, you know, let them settle in. And last but not least, uh, they all going to be chosen in the first round. So, <laughs> happens that it really doesn't matter. We we're going to see in the next two, three years down the line, five years, whatever, to see who's really that top prospect. But either way, I hope all three of them, three of them, well, because they both, they, they all three got potential. You know, to be number yeah. one from out of this draft class. It doesn't matter who it is. Uh, sure. Let's, let's speaking of wide receivers. Let's talk about Rex, our, our very own Rex Ryan. Um, our very own. Yeah, Hold our, up. He ain't, uh, he ain't nah, he's not with us anymore. Well, he's not yeah. with us anymore, but he was with us when he took <laughs> us to the AFC Championship game and all, and the so forth and so forth. But let's talk about Rex Ryan and what he said about Amari Cooper. Uh, me, Geno Smith is really not a thing, but Amari Cooper thing is more important. He said he would never sign him because he a turd. And felt like he's a disappearing act. You, 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 you know. So how, how would you feel about that, Chris? And what would, and what would you say to Rex Ryan if he would have said that to you? Oh, if I'm Amari Cooper, I would have definitely been like, dude, are you kidding me? You know, like this is like not even close. I mean, Amari Cooper is one of the best receivers in the league. Uh, I mean, to say what he said about him that was way offline, way off base. So, and I don't know where it was coming from either. I think he's crazy to say that. He was saying that he disappears during games. He doesn't come up big in the big games and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I've seen him come I up big in, in big games, especially against Philly. So I've seen him. I will, 
the funniest thing about this is, is I, I will surprise you guys and agree with Rex to a point. I think Amari Cooper is kind of soft when it comes to big games. Um, I know he does, he's had a lot of big games, but he's also disappeared in a lot of big games. Rex is not completely off. Where Rex goes off the rails is when he attacks a kid personally, calling the kid a turd. For what reason? Right. I mean, I mean, is this, this is the culture that I hate where you, you know, you people are quick to, you know, put a, put a, a stamp on a kid's career. I mean, he's only been in the league for what, seven years, six years, you know? Like, like, let him grow. Let him, whatever. He, yeah, he, he still has issues as a pro. Fine. I mean, you could be critical, but you don't have to be personal. You know, I don't think Amari Cooper is a turd. I don't think he's that. He, I, I wouldn't say, like Chris said, I would definitely agree that he's top five wide receiver in the league. You know, get like he deserves at least that respect. You know, so I think Rex is off for saying that you know, calling him out of his name, but I don't think Rex is wrong to say that he kind of has an, a, a habit of kind of disappearing here and there. And, you know, um, you know, he is, uh, it's almost like he's a, he's a, uh, you call it like if you, if they're leading by 10 or 20, you'll show up. But if they're down by 20, you know, it's like he's pouting and things are not going his way, you know, and there's a lot of kids like that, man. There's a lot of those guys, you know, they don't know nothing but winning. So when they start losing, they can't take it, you know. Um, but I, I totally disagree with the whole personal attack crap. Uh, Rex, I think Rex is just looking for attention. He's really good at that. So, yes, whatever. <laughs> He's very good at that. Yeah, you know, but at the same time, yeah, Cooper puts up his numbers and he – does a, he does a hell of a job, but I can agree to the to the big games. Uh, like the game against Philadelphia, uh, the Eagles, 16, I think, in Philadelphia. You know the Eagles' cornerbacks were slim to none. <laughs> and for, for Cooper not to perform like how he performed that game, it just seemed, seemed like, uh, you know, they really need you, but it just wasn't nothing that was working out. And – Oh, and I hope Jerry Jones, and I hope it don't, you know, like go bad for Jerry Jones at the end. That's you know $20 what? million dollars a year. <laughs> he, he also needs someone to throw him the ball, too. So, <laughs> no, man, what are you trying to say? You're trying to say Dak, Dak is a third? <laughs> I'm not saying he's a third, but he's not in uh, Amari. Well, I just say football and. More than one person responsible here. Or, you know, I don't see him dropping a lot of balls. Oh no, um, I, this is this is my issue. It's 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 very nuanced. I don't think again, like I said, I don't think it's just him dropping balls or him just not. You know, a lot of things when it comes to skill players, it's a very nuanced thing. And having an argument, you know, publicly about what some probably is something that has to do with the scheme and the plays called and all this stuff. I mean, it's not, it's hard to have a real conversation about this stuff when you probably have to dig deep into a football explanation to 
kind of understand why he has these performances here and there. But I will tell you one thing, you know, I will bet you a lot of money that even if you do find the answers you're looking for, a lot of it will go have to do with his consistency. And that's understandable. That's not a, this is not a critique of him saying that, oh, he's bad or good. Because I still think, like I said, he's a top five wide receiver. But there's not a lot of wide receivers that are consistently effort guys. There's very, this, this is a very rare thing, you know. Not, there's not a lot of DeAndre Hopkins walking on this planet, <laughs> you know. Even if you, he, the ball is not going his way, he's constantly running his routes the same way. And, and, you know, that frustrates the crap out of the corners. So when the ball does come his way, they have no answer for him. And all this stuff is stuff that rare men are made of that. And, and I, I'm not saying that the kid does not have it. I'm just saying that he does not have it on that level, you know. And that's probably something he still needs to work on. And that's a fine critique, you know. But you could say something like that instead of calling the kid a turd. As simple as that. Agree. Sure. Sure. I mean, so have y'all, have y'all, have y'all saw the Bucks and the uh, Falcons, New Jerseys? Yes. Um, the Bucks, I like. That goes back to their Super Bowl winning year. So I, I like the Bucks jerseys. I was hoping for the. The orange to come back, the old, uh, you know, their original jerseys from the late 70s, early 80s. Um, but uh, they might actually bring them back eventually as like a throwback uh, game or two because there's, um, there is a rule now that's in the league that you can only have one helmet throughout the whole season, you know, one helmet design. So um, I think they're trying to get away from that so that they could let teams do a throwback or some kind of, you know, special weekend or whatever. So you might see them still come back and even with the, the old logo on the helmet. Um, but I do, I, I actually like the, uh, the Bucks jerseys. The Falcons, I don't, I only like the black, the plain black, because that goes back to the dirty bird days and Deion Sanders late. Um, I was really hoping for their old red to come back um from the 80s that 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 look was really good um but the falcons the black with the fading into the red kind of looks like kind of fake like arena football league-ish you know <laughs> i don't know and uh the atl on the front that looks kind of i don't know i'm not into that either so yeah That's just, just my opinion i don't know if everybody feels that way but i don't know what you guys think yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not really in love with the atlanta ones um the like you said the one that looks like the throwback to when they were the dirty birds um kind of probably because of nostalgia kind of i like those the others are effy for me I, maybe i have to i need to look at them a little bit more but just off at first glance no uh the like you said the buccaneer ones same feeling with you i think we kind of agree that those uh, the ones they had from the old Super Bowl is probably, yeah, they one of their better designs. So yeah, I agree with you, Chris. Yeah, the gray ones. I love the gray uh, Buccaneers uh, jerseys. Right, right. Jerseys. I forgot to bring that up too. Yeah. Those jerseys looked real nice. And uh, Chris, you said the Cleveland Browns have new jerseys coming soon, right? Yeah. 
that that's going to be coming soon. I don't know when, but someone leaked it and they said they were coming. So, oh Lord, God, God bless their hearts. They probably gonna have a uh, they probably gonna have a dog on the front on the on the helmet. You know what? It's tough, man. The Browns are the Browns. You know, like you can't really do much with them. You know, they try to spruce it up and then they look like they have been the last few years. They just I, I like caca. Yeah, they got to go back to their plain days back in the day. You know, plain. Cause that's what they are. I don't know what I don't know what you could do with the Browns. Nothing. You could put right. a dog on it, and that's it. I guess. What can What can Brown do for you? I don't know. <laughs> Man, I don't UBS have UBS no should idea. get like a sponsorship with them, maybe. <laughs> this, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly, man. But um, and also uh, the end of the pass on the Ferris wheel is not likely to come back this season. Uh, and we done said this before. One and done. <laughs> Isn't that yes, something? Sir. So 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 what? So just a quick take. What made it into into it not happening this season? I I think they seen that it wasn't working <laughs> the way that they wanted, you know, early on they were calling it, you know, and then after that it seemed like you know, whenever they reviewed it, it was not enough um it wasn't enough to overturn. And and that's what it seemed like the whole second maybe even three quarters of the season was like that. And it just wasn't working the way they wanted it to. So, and we knew it wasn't, you know, we, we said it last year when, when they announced it, that it's just not a good idea. You know, you're talking about a call that it, it's judgmental. It's a, you know, how many times have we seen holding like that too? Holding is the same thing. Holding you could probably call on every play if they really wanted to, you know, but it's, I don't know. Just pass interference is a tough thing to do, you know, with the way they play now too. That's just me. All right. I, I don't yeah, I don't I, I think like you said, um the reasoning behind the the uh the engage the rule in the first place was because of the Saints game, right? Yeah. Making a making a decision like this just off of one bad, bad, really bad call is to me was ludicrous. You know, there's other ways they could do this, you know, to answer the fact that you know, blatant calls could be made that way. You know, there's other reasons, other things they could do to answer that, to make it better, you know. All right. And they, they found ways to change rules as much as they can to try to make the game help the safer and more revenue. It doesn't, it really doesn't matter at the end of this because we know this was one and done. And also uh, 24 out of 101 reviews were, was reversed. The percentage of that has to be maybe maybe I'm gonna say let me let me do my math. It's only twenty five percent has been reversed. So it really so it really didn't work out for nobody for no teams. Nah. <laughs> I didn't think it would. It it seemed like it almost seemed like they didn't want to overturn all those calls. Yeah, like, there was a lot great. of them that they yeah they just left it alone. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, we we said it from the beginning. It wasn't a good idea. I, I and I didn't think I. And the fans that I, you know, my my friends that are football fans that I spoke to, they all said the same thing. They said it's crazy. How can you have a call? You know, how can you do something like that? So, I don't think nobody liked it in the league. I don't think any any of the fans liked it. So, I think it was gone. Yeah, it was a, it was it was stupid, but yes. but anyways, <laughs> uh, I got inter- I got an interesting topic. Uh, Todd Gurley and Clay Matthews said the Rams has passed due on a on a uh, paychecks. Yeah, 
what what is going on? Because we know that Gurley and Matthews is gone. They've been cut. What is going on with them not getting they they checks from the Rams? Because it seems like the Rams is on a really uh pass pass due on a budget. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't know the story on this, and uh, I don't know how the Rams could not be paying <laughs> paying these guys. Maybe they're they're trying to wiggle their way out of something, and maybe there's some language in the contract that if we huh. cut you, you know, or trade you, they got to pay you or something. Who knows? I'm sure it's something with the contracts, and they're trying to swindle with it their way out of paying a few million dollars to these guys. Well, as you know, Todd Gurley is. Oof. What are you getting? 17, 18 million? I, don't, I think his dead cap was close to what, $20 million? I'm cutting them so why? So why? Just, I mean, at, at, the end of it, at the end of all of it, you still owe some damn money. <laughs> right. No. In the end, right. In the end, you owe some money, though. <laughs> Pay, Pay up. up. <laughs> Pay up. Yeah. So I, I just, yeah, I just, that, no that's something that, yeah, that's, that's, that's something I haven't heard. I, I have, I've, you know, really not heard before teams uh, not paying up like that. So that's a new thing for me. Um, I don't know. There, there got to be, like Chris said, there's got to be some more, more to the story. Um, we'll be hearing more about it. Trust me. Yeah, I'm sure the trust me. The union's going to be on top of it anyway. So, man, we'll definitely, we definitely will see. Um, so let's get into our uh, Jamal Adams. Uh, Somebody, somebody has posted it. This is not from one of us. This is from like a, a Jets, a Jets fan. Um, he said the Cowboys. Uh, what if the Cowboys offer the number seventeen pick, um, a second round pick for this year, a second round pick the next year for Jamal Adams? He thinks uh, Joe Douglas will take the, the trade and run with it. Uh, do y'all think that's a good value? To, if if Joe Douglas does. Would would said okay, Jamal Adams. I'm tired of you. I'm trading you. I'm tired of you. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm, I know I'm, what you mean. I know what yeah, you mean. but you you know, but I'm 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 gonna I'm just gonna send you off to the Cowboys. Do you do you think that's a a good value uh, trade and why? What's the value? What was the what are the picks? It's the first round pick for this year, second round pick for this year, and second round for next year. No. Why? <laughs> okay. You're talking about a top flight player. All right. Um, the What did the Bills give up for Diggs? Shit, almost a whole entire draft. Mm, there you go. <laughs> this is what I'm trying to tell you. And Diggs, and, Diggs is- weren't, and Diggs weren't even their best wide receiver. Right. I was going to say, Dix is in a, a top three receiver in the league, is he? No, he's not. Maybe top 10, right? Yeah, he is. No, not maybe. He is definitely top 10. But he ain't top three. And if you have a player of a top, top of the top of his profession, of his uh, position, uh, three picks ain't, ain't cutting for me. You better be giving me a stash of picks. You, or, or, or you do it like this. Since, I'm, since I need offensive linemen, mm. give me your best offensive line, your tackle. Give and me your best tackle. Give me your first-round pick. Give me your second-round pick. <laughs> there you go. Hey, uh, you know what? Here's, here's what the, 
the trade was. They they traded the um, Diggs and a seventh round pick to the Bills, and the Bills gave them a first round pick, which is twenty second overall, a fifth round pick, a sixth round pick, and a fourth rounder for next year. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I I look at it this way. Um, it's a first and two twos, right? The first round pick is basically Jamal Adams. All right, we're going to say we're going to get a whoever we're going to draft with that first round pick is going to be as good as Jamal Adams. We're assuming that. Right. So that means we traded him for two second round picks. Because no. that's what you're getting for him. Right? Exactly, but no. <laughs> and I don't exactly. think that's enough. Nope. Surely not. You knew. Surely not. No, no, no. You know, I, I just, you know I'm, I'm so happy we have the GM that we have. Because of the fact of the matter is that, you know, y'all, y'all know I'm going to say this again. I'm tired of loose change. Um, I, need, <laughs> I, need, I, need, I need dollar bills and big pockets. Um, I need the direct deposit. You know? <laughs> so I need, yes. I need basically the GM to change this, to change this whole franchise around. We can't, we can't have Mac. We can't have other guys come and, just mess up a whole franchise and we got to go right back into to another two three years of not being in the playoffs you know and this is this is if you want to trade Jamal Adams give me two first rounders first round for this year next year and give me a guy that's going to be a Pro Bowl guy like that's that, like <laughs> like Jamal Adams value is very high he's number he's if not the number one safety in this league why so why so why are you gonna give us nothing? Don't 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 come at us with none of that because it's not gonna happen. It's not. So so with that with that being said, um basically uh what else I was gonna say? Other than that, yeah, you y'all, y'all, y'all know how I feel. But but Jamal Adams is very high. So I hope they I hope Joe Douglas don't trade up though. Yeah, I don't think so. I hope not either, especially for a small pa- – I mean, if they get over – if they get a, a great trade, you know, if they get blown over by a trade offer, yeah, I would I would do it. But it would have to be a substantial amount to get them. Right, right. I, I agree to that. Um, I know we – and me and you was talking about this last night, Chris. Uh, we could bring this up as the last topic. Um, the Jets and Seahawks uh, was talking about a trade. We don't know how true it is. But, uh, it was supposed to be. I don't think Tyler. it is. Yeah, I, I don't think it is neither. But it was supposed to be like a Tyler Lockett and Rashad Penny for some draft picks. I don't. I don't know. But I know. But I know they trying to get rid of uh, Rashad Penny. So who knows how true it is and how and how how not true it is. I haven't read it nowhere else. Like, what if that trade would have happened? Do you think we would have got value for him? I think that's a pretty good. Uh, I think no, it, it, it was <laughs> it was for a two and a three. Sorry, right? said no quickly. It was okay. for like a third round. It was for uh, a third this year and a fifth next year. Or a two and a three was it? Man, I forgot now. One, it was one of the two. I know, I know. A couple of Jets fans was talking about it on the uh, the guys' Twitter. Right. I don't, but we don't know how true it is. But why would you think it wouldn't have been a great, a great uh, value for us, uh, Charmin, to get locking in a penny? <sighs> oh man, tell me how what this trade is again. It was Lockett. Let me break it down. It was Lockett and uh, Tyler, Tyler Lockett, Lockett and, right? And Penny 
for a third right. round this year uh, and a fifth round next year. I'm going to put it to you this way. Penny has been injured, mm-hmm. and he just got in the league. Tyler Lockett has a history of injury himself, even if he's produced pretty well for, the, for Seattle, and he's on the back end of his career. I am not giving up my third-round pick, especially prime real estate in this draft, in my opinion. Um, in the top... In the, in the top... Uh, I want to say the top 80 picks in this, in this draft is going to be pretty good blue-chip blue, blue chip players. There's going to be a lot of blue-chip players. And we have number 48, and we have, I think we have two third, we have number 48 in the second round, and we have two third round picks. I think these three picks are going to be very important uh, uh, parts of what we're doing going forward. So I would not give it up unless I'm getting something back that's blue chip. That's just my opinion. I got you. And uh, last question before we get up out of here. Um, number 11 pick, do y'all feel the same way about y'all pick or, is, or do y'all want to uh, switch y'all pick? Since we're not doing the mock draft this week and we probably will do it next week or the week after. I, I, think, I think it's still going to come down to one of two players, right? Mm-hmm. If there's one of those tackles available, um, I, I'm going to – almost bet money that that's going to be the pick whoever's available out of the top tackles. And if they're all four taken, then one of the, one of the right receivers that they like the most is there. Or obviously if they get an offer for a trade down, yeah, that that's also going to be on the table, but I'm still going to go with one of the tackles. That that's where I'm going to put my money on. Simon. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah. Uh, pound the table for Jedrick Wills. Even if, for in my opinion, he probably he's not gonna end with come anywhere near the Jets. There's too many teams that need tackle, and he's too good. Um, that's the player I would like. I haven't really changed my mind, <laughs> but um, off- um, offensive line wise, man, there's a few guys. Uh, Austin Jackson that I that that I'm okay with. You know, I tackle. You know, uh, but but for me, um, at eleven, man, it's gonna be either uh, wide receiver or tackle, unless we're talking about one of the corners falling to us, one of the beast corners falling to us. Order. And depending, yeah, depending on depending on the value, yeah, I'd go I, I'd go for that. But other than that, yeah, no, nah, I'd. That's where I stick. Right. I think I agree with it, too. We're, I feel like we're still going to get value regardless if we get a tackle, one of the top tackles, or a wide receiver. We're still going to get value. Um, I feel like the Redskins will do something stupid, but that's another. That's <laughs> we'll say that for another another uh, podcast day. But um, I, I feel like we we got power here. Um, and if and if Joe Douglas. Say, listen, this is what I want to do, and he does this the right way. I feel like I feel like fans need to just leave the man alone and let him let let him let the man do his job and rebuild. 
and, and stop saying we need new G, a new GM. <laughs> I can leave it like that. <laughs> but go. right, but that's it for our podcast. Please uh give us a follow on Twitter at Just Fans Podcast. Um we got over ten thousand, uh close to eleven thousand plays. Oh, thank y'all so much. Uh, we we definitely appreciate y'all. We appreciate the feedback. We appreciate every every everything that's going on, and please stay safe as much as possible to the virus. And we hoping that this goes away soon, so we can get back to sports. Because I'm kind of missing sports. I don't know if Sharman and yeah. Chris feel the same think, way, but yeah, I'm, going, I'm, going, I'm going nuts. Going nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going nuts. We're all we're all going absolutely bon- like we're losing our minds here, man. And we gotta uh, watch we, old films. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, we have to watch it's, things from nineties. <laughs> yeah, it's tiring. I'm I'm so I'm so you know, I have a lot of respect for people that watch football film religiously. I know of a of a couple of guys that personally that sit down and watch seven hours straight of football film. I can't do it. I love football. I will sit there for three hours max and I gotta stop. I gotta stop, man. Like, <laughs> like my eyes are burning, and like I want to sleep. Nah, I don't know how. I have a lot of respect for the for guys that go through film that way. It's ridiculous, but yeah, man, that's all we got now. You know that, and uh, I love anime, so that's my thing. So I'll be right. do I I do that, and yeah. I do a little studying on the side. You know, yeah, that's cool. But that's about for for my classes. And that's about it. Other than that. Man, listen, <sighs> me, I, I binge watch on uh this net this show on Netflix called Money Heist. Uh, it's a very good, very good show. Uh oh, I, I, I never get that one that any chance. I get that a that chance. Good. I'm still uh I'm I'm about to be on season two, but get out a chance. Very good show. Really good show. Hmm. Cool. All right. So uh Ozark is a is a is a weird is a weird uh series. <laughs> I'm I'm not I've gonna talk about good. that. Yeah, it's it's yeah, okay, I've, but it's weird. Like you won't understand it, but I've watched it. <laughs> Ozark <laughs> is probably one of my favorite shows. I I I I've watched all the seasons and stuff. So yeah, I I watched it. <laughs> yeah. So what you doing with your time, Chris, due to the virus? Uh, same as you guys, man. I'm just catching up on some shows. I I watched the Tiger King documentary that everybody's watched. That, that <laughs> was horrible. No, nope. no, nope, good. Didn't watch it. That was that shit weird. crazy. Yeah, it's weird. It's, it's very crazy. weird. Crazy. It made me feel like, wow, we live a normal life over here. Very boring <laughs> compared <Yeah>. to them. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> it's absolutely crazy. Chris, I, uh, but Chris, you know that lady killed her husband. We we ain't gonna oh, talk yeah. about that. But yeah, I yeah, think, I, that, I think we that's, all can agree to that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's one person that doesn't think that. <laughs> yeah, but the show is okay. Weird give me the show. story on that one because I don't know what it, what happened there. Uh, the lady, I would, I would yeah. definitely watch it. Yeah, Sean, man, I would definitely watch. Watch the first episode. Just get, do, do that. Wanna? Just watch. <laughs> yes, just watch the first episode. She bugged out though after after the third episode. I'll let yeah. you know that. <laughs> if, if you don't like, if you don't like it after the first episode, you could stop watching. Yeah. Okay. But it's but money nice. heist. Yeah, but money heist is definitely something you should definitely get into. Very, very good. Very, is that a documentary good. or is that? No, it's like actually. Um, like a series is just about uh I'm gonna say this professor he has about how many people like six or seven people and they trying to make this they trying to basically rob this big big bank that's like printing bills and and they 
and they t- and they basically they made this plan to to find a way to to steal all this money with police after they asked and with like sixty hostages inside. It's very good, very very good. Okay. Oh, but I'm, I'm telling y'all, okay. y'all can y'all can say Davin is the worst show, but I think y'all really will will like it after the first episode. Okay, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'll let you know. Yeah, but until then, we let's get up, let's get up out of here. But until next week, guys, we're taking flight. We're out of here. Take flight. Take flight.